Now, I'm joining Rob Smith from Mobile Active Defence. Uh, Rob, you've got a stand here that really caught my eye talking all about MDM. So for people who aren't familiar with it, just, just give, me the, give me the lowdown on what's MDM and how does it relate to security? Sure. So uh, right now there's currently 80 different companies in the space of MDM. MDM is an acronym for Mobile Device Management. And essentially, almost everyone is doing the exact same thing. Mobile device management is a collection of APIs from the various mobile vendors to allow us to control and manipulate the devices and to provide basic information around the device itself. And so you're, you're, you have a very big banner here that says MDM is not security. And actually that's a theme that I've, I've covered before, talking about the difference between controlling a device and securing a device. So. Why are you guys making that claim and how does your firm you know, aim to address that? So just to start off, our background is security. All of our executives are security professionals. We've all been in the industry since pretty well the mid-90s. And so if you look at mobile active defense versus everybody else in the industry, we're all pretty much security people. Now, as a security professional, I ask you, one of the main Apple uh, APIs restrictions that you could do is block YouTube. As a security professional, what would you think block YouTube does? Well, I think it would disable access to YouTube. That's what you would think. And so, unfortunately, because this is a podcast, I can't show you. However, you can download the iPhone configuration utility for free and set the restriction and try it for yourself, or you can actually turn on the restriction. Actually, what Block YouTube does is simply removes the icon. It doesn't even delete the application. You can open Safari and surf to YouTube and watch any video you like to your blue in the face. And so actually, as an enterprise, I have not achieved any of those aims in terms of perhaps limiting my data costs or, or keeping people focused on the task at hand. Well, that's exactly it. Another great restriction blocked Safari. In the same vein, now that you know what Block YouTube does, guess what Block Safari does? It simply removes the icon. You can go into the App Store, download Opera, and surf to your blue in the face. This is not security as we know security. And actually, I can't think of many enterprise customers who'd want to completely remove Safari because it has so many useful business tasks. I just want to control finer grain inside of the app, what can and can't be done. So, so how are you guys offering me an answer there? Because I can feel you working up to a but. Well, that's exactly it. So our industry really has taken an approach of to try and solve this problem through a containerization. And if you look at the other 79 companies besides Mobile Active Defense, they're doing a container approach, which means its own little application. And you run this application, and within this environment, you can do safe browsing and email and contacts and everything else. But then as soon as you close this application, you can go anywhere you like. Now, the problem with this, quite frankly, is you can go anywhere you like. If you're under compliance laws, if you're finance, healthcare, government, it quite simply blows them. Any compliance law based off of ISO 27001, like HIPAA in the US or PCI or Basel II here in the UK, then you're not compliant. So our approach has been protect the whole beach and not just a little piece of sand. And as such, we've taken surprisingly the same model we've been doing with BlackBerry and applied that to other platforms, to iOS, to Android, to take all the traffic from the server and send it to as 
for lack of a better phrase, a Bez server, a BlackBerry Enterprise server, except our version of it, we call it a MECT server, Mobile Enterprise Compliancy and Security Server. And to take all the traffic there for a central point for inspection, much the same way you would inspect any other traffic coming across your network. And actually, that that develops on what a lot of companies are doing in terms of often they're deploying VPNs on their iOS devices to route traffic back into their enterprise uh, before it goes out onto the internet. But you're now adding that level of inspection, you know, a, a secure channel and some inspection of the content as well. Absolutely. In fact, one thing you have to keep in mind is to be able to do all this effectively. First off, you need an MDM. Then you need some kind of VPN concentrator. You need some kind of certificate authority because you need strong authentication. Now, if you just take those three components and nothing else, <coughs> excuse me, you won't be able to have a truly secure solution simply because if you try and make those work together, they don't interlock. One of the biggest problems with these devices is you can easily clone them. Take your iPad, back it up to iTunes, restore it to another one. Now as a network admin, you have many devices running on your network that are cloned and that you have no control over. So it's really understanding what's connected to your network. And as such, you have to be able to correlate all this information and say, is this iPad that's presenting itself really Rob Smith's iPad? Or is it his iPhone pretending to be his iPad? Or is it his son's iPad that's been backed up off the home computer? That's exactly it. And then once you've authenticated and solved the authentication problem, you've got the next problem at hand. And quite frankly, viruses, of course, are always an issue, but it's not the real threat for mobile. The real threat for mobile are applications themselves. And if you take Angry Birds Space, great game, I love it. I love Angry Birds. Angry Birds Space on its first three days of sale had over 12 million downloads. Now I ask you, who's reviewed the source code for Angry Birds Space? No one. Apple does not do source code review. This is a very big misconception. They test things to make sure they work as advertised. Now, odds are Rovio is a legitimate software company. There's nothing bad about them. But what about all the other free apps in the app stores that your executives are now downloading or their kids are downloading? How do you protect against that? And it's interesting, we, we were discussing precisely this point earlier because we're saying in a lot of the mobile marketplaces, because they're not mature and established, there aren't names you can trust yet. Everyone is a small, everyone is a small vendor, even if they're a large enterprise or a small player, because the names are emerging. Look at Windows Phone Marketplace, for example. Lots of very small name vendors right at the top of the charts. Who, who can you trust? Who can't you trust? Because you've got to establish a relationship with those firms for a while first. Well, that's exactly it as well. I mean, in the old days, you'd have to set up a software company, set up distribution, spend hundreds of thousands of dollars to get your product into a retail store. And then if there was a virus in it, you'd be out of business. Today, you need $99. And that's it. So, Rob, I, I'm sold on the idea of piping, piping my data back into the enterprise to give me this degree of control and verifying the devices, but you, you were suggesting that you can also then do inspection of the data that's flowing so you can do sort of a richer control of what people do, not just turning icons on and off. So just talk me through how that works. Sure. So Matt has some patent-pending technology known as application behavior control. So this is the next thing we give you. Because whitelisting and blacklisting, sure, we do it, but it's not enough when you've got millions of applications and each version of an app is actually a new app. 
So you can't just simply whitelist and blacklist, that won't work. So what we're doing is, it's really like a third generation intrusion prevention software. So we're looking at for obvious things like an IPS with port scans and high ports and funny communications that shouldn't be happening and then remediating accordingly. And I'll talk about remediation in a second. The second thing we're doing is traditional network access control in that is a device up to date, signature wise, are you running everything you should be running, just like a NAC. Now comes in the third generation of an IPS, where what we're doing is we're inspecting the traffic on a packet level and looking for things like uh, contact information, calls, you know, really what this data is and who's it going to, and then if we detect suspicious activity, remediate. And remediate could be simply just generating an alert, it could be cutting off the suspicious traffic. It be, could be quarantining the device entirely from your network. Because we control all traffic, we can actually do that. could be wipe the personal data. That in itself is a whole other podcast about what wipe really means. Uh, wipe the whole device. And, and really do that for any suspicious behavior coming off the device, be apps, be the jailbroken or rooted device, and really to try and stop the true threat to mobile, which are rogue devices themselves. And just for people who aren't sort of familiar with the security space and won't know intrusion protection, um, this is about trying to detect bad behavior, not by, as you say, having a signature that says, ah, application X is bad. It's about looking for the telltale signs of misbehavior, much the same as antivirus vendors look for the signs of bad behaviors in apps when they scan them. Absolutely, because in the nature of the devices, you can't run software in the background, um, and so that you have to be able to look at the traffic coming off of it and look for bad behavior and then remediate. Rob, uh, it's fascinating. Thank you very much for your time. If people want to find out more about Mobile Active Defense, where can they go? www.mobileactivedefense.com, spelled the American way. We'll forgive you that one just on this occasion. Yeah. Rob, thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Cheers.